Welcome to Nerds for Atu, the podcast about horror, sci-fi, and fantasy movies. What have we got lined up for us today, Googie? That's it. That's the first thing uh, that I want to talk about is that you don't just, this is what I love about this movie, is you don't just say the title, you sing it. And the movie that we watched is Transylvania 6, 5000, Transylvania 6, you are 100% correct. Yeah. Like, I I absolutely love the intro mm-hmm. theme song. It's so wow. good. What a way to kick it off. That hooked me immediately because anytime an 80s movie has its own theme song, I'm sold. It says the title in the theme yeah, song. It's very a cool. very, you just don't get that very often. It's mm-hmm. really cool. I loved it. I absolutely Much loved respect. it. Much respect. Yeah. So, all right. So, this is... Uh, Transylvania 6, uh, 5,000. Tabloid reporters Jack Harrison and Gil Turner are sent to Transylvania with two choices. Find Frankenstein's monster or find a new job. But before the jumpy journalists can dig up their big story, they must first face the horrors of an extremely clumsy butler a nymphomaniac vampiress and a semi-med doctor as well as assorted mummies, werewolves, and more. So I love that plot synopsis. It's a good plot synopsis, yeah. Yeah. It it's just it this movie, first of all, it I there was a range of things I thought like to start with this movie. I didn't like it. The, the the first thing yeah, I was like right out the gates. Want. Yeah, let's build yeah. up to that because I want to see. I want all the evidence. I want the receipts. I want to know what made you not like it. I what didn't. I'm gonna well, say, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna stop you. I didn't like it when I first watched it. I watched it twice, and I absolutely love it. In one sitting? Yeah. No, two days. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's okay. So. Yeah, the first time I watched it, I was like, what am I watching? This is nuts. But then I watched it, I thought about it, and then watched it again, and I was like, oh my god, I love this. I love it. I absolutely hmm. love it. Yeah, it is It is of its own. It is truly a unique movie. I think it's cool. I think it's schlocky in the right ways. Not even schlocky, just like cheesy and corny. It's I fun, think they dude. do that. Yeah, they've got a very Mel Brooksy sort of yeah. vibe to this film. Right. You know what I mean? Very shtick humor. It's very shtick humor, and it's it's kind of in your face. Like they're doing like the scenes with. Well, well, let's start from the beginning. We know what this movie is about. There's a couple of reporters that go in to Transylvania uh, to investigate Frankenstein. They hear Frankenstein's monster is there. And so they're there to investigate. And then you have sloppy comedy after that. And I, you know, it's, I, it's just watchable. Like, I can't think of a yeah. better word than it's just watchable. Like watching Jeff. Go- First of all, let's talk about the stars of this movie. Yeah, jump Jeff Goldblum. And take a seat because it is fully packed. It is absolutely full. The this movie has so many stars. Crazy. Kick it off. Who's number one? Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Enough the said. affable Jeff Goldblum. He is charming as ever in this movie. You've got Gina Davis. 
Ed mm-hmm. Bigley Jr., mm-hmm. Carol Kane, uh, Jeffrey Jones, who we're going to have to talk about a little bit because he's a bit of a about all of them. Yep. Yeah. Who else? And Michael Richards of Michael Richards. Kramer fame from uh, Seinfeld. Yeah. Any more? I think you're missing one one more. Norman Fell, Mr. Roper Norman from yeah, Three's Company. <laughs> How about another? Because the what list keeps got? going. Who do you got? Any other? Uh, Joseph Bologna. Oh, Joseph Bologna. Yeah. Yeah. It's pronounced Bologna. I fucking loved him in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> he was great. Yeah. Oh, who else? Who else? Give me another one. That's all I had. Who do you I got? can't remember his name, but Ogre from The Nerds. He's... Wait, what? Uh-oh, He's trivia. A... That's part of the... All right, we'll get into that, and then we go to the trivia. Okay. But I did not know that. All right, that's you just taught me something. Yeah. That's crazy. Ogres in this movie. I'll yeah. be damned. All right. Uh, no, this cast is fantastic. Oh, oh. And another one, uh, Ganzel. Uh, not a very noticeable face, but plenty of notable voice acting. We could talk about her, too. Okay. Who yeah. is that? Um, Elizabeth, the love interest. I thought she was my favorite character, I think, in this mm. whole movie. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. You don't? Um, all right, we'll, we'll get into that. I'm going to say my favorite character in anything is Ed Bakley Jr. He was just great. They were. He was fantastic. And him and Jeff Goldblum just chewed up the scenery. They were just so good in the whole thing. Like, the way that they interacted with each other i think mm. was really good like they were a great buddy couple like they, buddy that's comedy. exactly what this was was a buddy comedy and the, the way that they bounced off each other mm. uh so the, these two guys are sent because jeff goldblum is a, a budding reporter and he wants a story and jeff goldblum oh, i'm sorry uh ed bagley jr it, his dad is the owner yeah. Norman, Norman Fell plays his dad, who's the owner of the <laughs> newspaper, and said, or maybe not owner, but his boss. We don't. They don't. He's get like the editor. Him. He's the editor, and he sends he sends them both, and uh, that the buddy comedy between the two of them. Yeah, was they're just very good. So fucking well done. It's, I it's love the classic that. uptight tryhard matched with the aloof cool uh don't give a fuck play by my own it, rules kind of it package. is yeah. but it isn't because the uptight tryhard isn't really being uptight or try hard like that's the ed bailey jr character he's the he's just tryhard. yeah but he's not he just wants to have a good time like he you can tell like he doesn't he's like he's kind of a ding dong and doesn't know what's going on and right. then uh jeff goldblum's character is kind of like Kind of a jackass, it kind of mean, but like uh, it's Jeff Goldblum, so you're like, oh, still. he's just ju- he's just got that charisma, yeah. but yeah, that I is Jeff that Goldblum. Ed Bagley Jr.'s character, uh, though, I would argue that he is a bit more of a tryhard because he's trying to impress daddy, like that's his whole mission out yeah. there. Is he doesn't want to let yeah. his dad down, so he's really yeah. committed to this Frankenstein story and he's not letting anything uh deviate him from his path there. But that's one of my one of my quotes I was going to say that I really liked was when they get assigned the uh, assignment and 
Ed Bakley Jr. Uh, tells Norman Fell, he says, I can't remember what it was in reply to, but basically he wasn't happy with something. He says, but I'm your son. And then yeah. Norman <laughs> Fell says, with a, a good beat, prove it. Prove it. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, get out. <laughs> pretty classic comedy so good it was yeah. so good yeah yeah uh so this is a movie directed and written by rudy de luca who i've mm-hmm. ne- never heard have you seen this before i've never this is a first timer for me this is first a first club yeah same here uh i've never seen it but they did a really good box office uh, they grossed 7.1 million dollars in the united states and canada uh, after a three million dollar budget, so they doubled yeah. their budget. They more than doubled their budget uh, yeah. from the. So they did. They did well. It it did a good. It did good, which is crazy because it really didn't do good. Like as far as like making money back, it did. But as far as popularity, reception uh, is not good. Rotten Tomatoes has this movie with eighteen percent. Eighteen percent with yeah. uh, people. Yeah, with um critics for it's a little bit higher with uh the viewers it was 41 percent, right. but still that's not good Mm-mm. yeah tanked but but somehow made a lot of money and I think it made, because it of the double cast it doubled its God, let's can we talk about gina davis for let's a minute going, gina davis. oh wow what a she, pleasant surprise I, yes i knew that her name was in the credits but the fact that she wasn't up front and center like i thought she was going to be the love interest or something but the fact that she was kind of like a b character threw me for a loop i i it's halfway through the movie until you see her and then when you finally see her you're like oh yeah fuck i forgot she was in this and then you're happy that she is and then you're like oh, yeah I'm regina davis yeah like i her interaction with ed bigley jr i loved it it was yeah. so well like she's really funny she's really good in it she's hilarious but like they're she's horny she's a horny like the, my favorite part about this whole movie is like we'll get to the ending but like gina davis wasn't a vampire she was supposed right she was dolled up to be this like horny vampires right but and of all the air quotes monsters that the dr benefigula or whatever his name is made he just gave her a nose job that's all he did yeah. and she became this vampire <laughs> and uh she just wants to be loved that's all that's it that's all she wants she wants ed bailey jr maybe she's a little horny but it is what it is i thought she was great yeah she was really good everyone in this even carol kane i will say though the relation that the one scene that i did find odd and i think this kind of permeates throughout the entire movie in subtle ways. Some like kind of this tone was when Carol Kane is first introduced and she's in the kitchen with the butler and they're having this really weird, like back and forth. And it's supposed to be like this cute coupley kind of thing, but also kind of like this weird, uh, uncomfortable uh, relationship between the two of them, but just their chemistry I think really put me off. And I don't know if you felt that or yeah, not. It, it was obvious. Like he, first of all, they're a married couple. Yeah. They're married. And this is something I want to talk about, like, because she adores him and he's yeah. just mean to her. Yeah. Like there's no redeeming qualities about his character. 
And I think it was Radu is the name of his character. Yeah. And he's just a like this is actually a really funny scene that they had, or she's talking about like, I don't like subordinates. So he's like, he's really saying like, I don't like subordinates. Like I hate subordinates. And she's like, uh, I agree with you. I hate subordinates too. So I'll talk to you later. Like she says that to him, but like, she's so nice to him and so caring yeah. to him. And he's just like super mean to her. Uh, I liked her character a lot. Uh, I didn't like, I didn't care for Radu. Radu was just kind of a their character, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, also, Michael Richards' character was just, it just, at, at first I was like, I get it, but then I was like, I've had enough of you. I've had enough of you. Yeah. Like, that yeah. is a really good reaction to him. Like, I did not care for, like, I get Michael Richards is really good as Kramer. Kramer's awesome. Kramer's funny. But any absolutely anything else that he's ever been in, I, and I can't say everything because I haven't seen everything yeah. he's been in. Because Problem this, Child is actually pretty good. Well, was he good in Problem Child though, or yeah. I, I in uh, that Weird Al movie UHF or this? I haven't watched that uh, on principle. I don't wait. What now? I've never seen UHF. How do you? Why, why do you not watch that on principle? I just don't think it's worth my time. You're. What? Can't do it. Why? I don't know. I just don't think it doesn't look something like something that calls to me. All right, fair enough. Yeah. I, I'll watch I, it. If you recommend it, I'll watch. I trust you. So I think it's worth a watch. Okay, I'll put that on my I, personal. I think it's worth then. a watch. Yeah. I think you will be pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. But Michael Richards is very similar in that movie to the way he is in this movie. And I don't mm, like I every that. scene. He, I just did not care for it. Like I, I, what is he doing? What is he, what is he, what is he going for in these scenes? Is yeah, he trying like, to, he's trying to, he's trying to be funny, obviously. Right. His but, thing is, yeah. Physical humor, prop comedy kind of stuff. Well, that and like the whole like ding dong, like yeah, it just wasn't funny at all. Yeah, it didn't like I did not like they they could have gone and we one of our things is we talk about what would you have done differently. I would have taken him out of the movie. I feel like it's like if Jim Carrey could only perform at like a local theater level of acting is what his acting reminded me of. That is spot on. Yeah. Canned Jim Carrey, basically. Bottom show. And this is and this is before Jim Carrey was around, too. Michael yeah. Richards just like the puppet. The puppet. Do you remember that part? When he yeah. weird. Like, I it was just like, well, I don't know. This is just not working. It's just dumb. Every scene he had, I was like, I imagined the crew behind the camera is just like, Ugh, are we gonna use all of this in final? I would have cut if yeah. I was the director. Yeah, I would have cut. All I'd have cut him out. I'd have cut him out. A hundred percent. Yeah, I would have gone with a straight faced person. Like I think yeah. that would have been funnier. Like like a an e- not an Igor. Well, um, not an Igor, but like Michael Caine type. Yeah, straight faced British person. To that would I think that would have like a funny. lurch i was thinking kind of like a lurch kind of yes thing. exactly cool. yeah. yeah that that would have uh that would have been better. i think been more funny than 
Michael Richards. It just, he just wasn't entertaining. It he wasn't, wasn't seasoned. He was. It was Kramer before it was Kramer. You know, he didn't perfect it like whole goofball physical comedy stuff yet. You know. Yeah, and, and I guess that would have been funny if if they had done it right. But yeah, I just didn't like. He just, he wasn't there. It wasn't there. I I didn't like it. Yeah, he's so lucky that Larry David picked him up. You know what I mean? Like. If that was his acting reel, was just Hotel or Transylvania Six Five Thousand, it never would have gone anywhere else from there. If it wasn't for Seinfeld, no, he yeah, Seinfeld is. Well, but that's all he has. He didn't do anything after that, like because he ever. I mean, I mean he's, the smaller he did, ones, like you just he, said, UHF and like uh, yeah, well, this child was like around the time of Seinfeld, mm-hmm. but like afterwards because he got into trouble right. for what he said about yeah, that was like twenty years later. Right. Even between then, he wasn't doing it, Yeah, he wasn't doing anything. Like, is, and I get it. Like, this is not somebody, like, I would, I would not want to watch him. I don't like watching him in this movie. I absolutely love Kramer in Seinfeld, mm-hmm. in that setting. But in this movie, I don't like him at all. Mm-hmm. Who I did like was, uh, and I didn't, I was like, who is that guy? Where do I know him from? Joseph Bologna. Uh, I'm going to say Bologna. I like saying Joseph Bologna. Joey Bologna is a cool name. <laughs> Joey Bologna. Joseph, uh, yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah, you're right. Joseph Bologna. Uh, I was like, where do I know that guy from? I know I know his face, and I know that I love his face. For some reason, it's making me happy. The dad from Big Daddy. And I was like, oh, man. That's, That's right. That's why I like him. Okay. I, yeah. 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 I thought he was familiar looking yeah i i loved his character i think he did a really mm-hmm. good job and that's and that's this part of the movie that i think that was really good was yes. that they and and that's kind of the plot or the not the plot but the theme of this movie was acceptance of people you know mm-hmm. yeah because they and they really do that as a twist at the end it's a huge twist that they talk about yeah, you didn't see that coming no but they what they did really really well was that or what the story did was you you just think it's a horror movie it's not though it's not a horror movie at all there's no there's nothing supernatural in this movie whatsoever so joseph bologna's character is a doctor he's a, and he's a plastic surgeon and he's lost his license but he's well, he's doing all these scary scientific experiments, but what it turns out is he's actually just helping people. He's doing cosmetic. But he's also sur- keeping them locked up and chained to a wall and inside of a tomb. And but there's a purpose. Kind of explain, but he explains. He explains why. Like I, she, like the girl in the tomb, the mummy was this beautiful woman that he had to keep in a oxygenated environment for a little while. So that she could heal from the surgery uh, that he performed. So yeah, it, it and that's it. At the end of the day, he's not a mad scientist. He's actually just helping people. Well, actually, and- he is a mad scientist because whenever he steps into the laboratory, he Jekyll and Hyde's and switches into a insane <laughs> raving lunatic. That got annoying mm-hmm. real quick. Like every, uh, it was kind of funny at first where he like steps in, he's like, oh, he grabs right. his hair and like, it goes crazy. And then like, but then the first all of time a sudden, was funny, he, yeah. 
Yeah, but it just gets a little old. They got a little Naked Gun-ish without being as funny. They can do it as good as Naked Gun did. Spot on call. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It got Naked Gun-ish. That's, that's, cool. that's a good call. Mm-hmm. But... Um, and I think... Oh, continue, please. Oh, yeah, I just, I just like the way they wrapped it up. Like, the Frankenstein wasn't... He was just somebody that had to have reconstructive surgery or... Uh, even mm-hmm. Gina Davis, that, that was my favorite part. Gina Davis, uh, psst, I just gave her a nose job. <laughs> that was so funny when you yeah. said that. <laughs> I didn't like, he didn't really do it. anything, he just gave her a nose job. <laughs> yeah, nothing. She's just she kind of, yeah. yeah, she needed, she needed uh, therapy more than anything. Yeah, probably. Um, I think that's most of them, but the only other characters we haven't talked about are jeffrey jones right that's his name jeffrey jones is a bit of a problem yes yeah jeffrey jones who always is a bad guy uh principal from ferris bueller dad from and dad save the world uh the bad dad from beetlejuice or real life or real life yeah Uh, he's just just a bad 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 guy guy. real life true he's Um, in jail mm mm-hmm yeah, his mugshot. Or uh, bad stuff. We'll maybe not Google get, that. get too, too into that. But if you're listening and you want to know more about Jerry Jeffrey Jones, uh, he did some stuff with people he shouldn't have. Um, And then the only other one is, oh, Gans- Gansel. I can't remember her first name, but the love interest. Uh, her face isn't very familiar, but her voice is familiar. Do you know where she's done voice acting, like what or what project she's worked on? Tell me. Okay, so you might recognize her voice better as Bobby from Bobby's World. What? Uh, you'll also know it from Cow and Chicken. You'll know it from uh, Bobby's World, Cow and Chicken. Oh, All Real Monsters. And she's huge in Pixar, Toy Story 3, Cars, really? uh, Monsters University, Monsters, Inc. Yeah, very prolific voice actress. I'll be damned. Very cool. Right. I did um, not know that. Thank you. And then the other one is, do you know who Ogre was? Yeah, from uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, do you know what character he was in? In this movie? movie? What movie was he? What was he in this movie? He was the Wolfman. Ogre was okay. First of all, the Wolfman is my favorite character. He's yeah, so funny. His his one lines, his one liners, they're yeah, so great. They're all one liners. Uh, yeah, that was him. All right, it made sense. He was a big dude. I knew that voice was familiar, but I was like, "What is that voice? Who is that?" Uh, all right. So, what are your some of your favorite uh, one liners in this movie? Um. Honestly, it, the only one I can think of, because it's the best one, is the one we already said, is the where Norman Fell tells Ed Bakley Jr. to prove that he's his son and kicks him out of his office. <laughs> yeah, prove it. Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. Yeah, that's but a great I think, one. I think some of the best one. well, first of all, the Wolfman, which was Ogre, uh, his one-liners are the best. But I really enjoyed the fact that they didn't in this movie they didn't make a a woman like have to be saved like that if we talk about tropes this movie has a few tropes but that's not one of them like elizabeth 
saves herself mm, and yeah. then saves uh Jeff Goldblum from the jail. She busts him out of there and has a lot of cool one-liners. So like she there's no like heroic moment where Jeff Goldblum gets to be the hero. She saves him. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and I thought that was pretty yeah, pretty right. good. I didn't pick that up. But she's got a, a, a few really cool one-liners where she bashes the cop's head with a, uh, a you know glass bottle. Uh, but I, I liked her character. I think her character was pretty... Yeah. Little, it was a little bit ahead of its time. Um, mm, wow. Who would have thought good. that Transylvania 65000 would uh, blaze the trail for... Well, I don't know if they... Held- leads i don't know if they blazed the trail but they definitely had a a strong female lead but at the same time they had gina davis like super horny and trying to bang ed bailey yeah that's true all time so yeah they they were on both sides of the fence they liked it yeah it's still the 80s you gotta you gotta still give the people what they want yeah what did you think about the setting uh the setting was really cool i liked it and it's because it was authentically filmed in In Yugoslavia. yugoslavia That's right. Cool. Mm-hmm. It's a gorgeous setting. It looks fantastic. Uh, the backdrop, like that. This movie just did such a good job with everything involving the setting. Like it just looked great. Everything mm-hmm. looked good. Like the castle, the houses when they first get to you, uh, Transylvania. Yeah. Uh, it just it's just pretty. My favorite. Uh, set design was the mayor's office. I think that's what it was, basically. But where uh, the two were staying, um, Ed Bagley and uh, Jeff Goldblum. Their yeah, was, their hotel, their hotel. But I I, don't, I can't remember. I, but it was also like, wasn't the mayor there? Like, weren't Radu and the other guy working there where Ed Bagley was sleeping? I, they ended up in the castle, and that's where Roddy was. Oh, but I, I okay. you're right though. Like I, I don't know. Like it was weird. Well, either like, way, that setting was cool. I like one. They had a lot of cool portraits, oil paintings hung up on the wall, and then in the room they had Vlad the Impaler's oil painting. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't uh, really. That was pretty cool. That's yeah. awesome. Um, and I, there's a few other portraits that I recognize. I bet if, if we did a little deeper dive research, a lot of those portraits probably had some sort of significance to horror or Yugoslavian history or something like that. But um, the other thing that was really cool were the telephones in that building were monsters. Remember that? Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I thought, they, yeah, it was the the everything in the building like the the hotel you're talking about right wherever the hell they were at when they were staying <laughs> where they were staying yeah i thought it was awesome like it just looks so good and the setting is just so well done i i absolutely loved it um the so it's there are some goofs the or maybe mm, some okay. trivia, but um, the creepy way well, it's not so much a goof, but the creepy way that Jack 
kind of hits on Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's kind of a, like if we're gonna go into tropes. Did you have any tropes? Let me ask you that first. Do you have any mm-hmm. tropes? Um. Well, I mean, you have the what is it? The misleading jump scare where they think that they found the Wolfman in the bushes, but it turns it's out all, to be yeah, it's dad. all jump jump scares that are not real. Right. But that's the the point I think of the movie was that like there are no monsters. There are no monsters. It right? is only it, people that we perceive as monsters because of their differences. And it's so strange that this movie did a really (laughs) freaking good job being so damn poignant, but it did. There are no monsters in this movie. And like, they explain everything at the end. Like these people are not monsters. Only only people that deserve empathy. Exactly. But there, there were some weird things. Like, uh, I, I just, if we're going to go into, like, I want to talk about a little bit about tropes. And there was a big 80s trope, and that was Jeff Goldblum's attitude towards Elizabeth. Like, he hits on her. and Sex it's, object. It's so creepy, though. And the fact that she's there with her daughter, too. Like, he's like, yeah. I'm just going to try to hook up with your mom. I'm trying to bang this out real quick. Why don't you yeah. go around, kid? Yeah. And he ne- like he, th- his character never really gets a... I mean, he, does, he saves the day. Because he gets the doctor tells him everything and then so at the end of the movie he gets to tell the townsfolk these people are not problems because this is what they are so he explains that so his character gets to do that and he gets to be the sort of hero in that aspect but he never any gets any redemption for being any maybe he shouldn't that he's kind of a gross dude like he yeah. just wants to bang Elizabeth and he's gross about it. Well, that's his whole thing. He's like the aloof, you know, uh rebel. It's like it's supposed to be a cool thing, but it, he I does, get it. Yeah. yeah he he it was does supposed exemplify to exemplify a lot of those like cringy eighties uh machismo kind of Yeah, and he was supposed to be behavior. that guy. But Ed Bailey Jr., I think, was probably the actual Cool guy, like he, you know, he falls in love with the vampire that's super horny. I think he like, came out on top. Yeah, literally. Yeah, <laughs> but he like he keeps telling her like you don't have to do this. Like this is not like is she because she keeps coming on to him and he's like no, look this yeah. is wrong. And he's just the this the voice of reason to her, and I I love that. I thought he was like a very relatable character. That's. Like I, he's just trying to be kind to her, and she's kind of aggressive to him. And he, instead of being a jerk, that's like I'm just gonna have sex with you. He's like, what no. Jeff Goldblum would have done, right? Exactly, that's exactly yeah. what Jeff. Go- but but uh, Ed Bailey Jr. is instead of doing that, he's like, no. Here, here's the thing. Here's we're we're gonna do other things, and I, you know, he's just very uh, kind. You're to right. This movie was very progressive for its time. True. All right. So, uh, do you have any trivia? Yeah, let's roll. We have trivia music. We should have trivia music. I like that. That'd be good. Uh, we'll work on it. We can add that. We can add. Okay. Speaking of trivia music, this is who we should get to uh, compose it for us. So, is it Christopher Cross? Wow, that would be great. (laughs) Um, But. 
we've talked he's probably about not busy. How... I feel like he's dead. Is he dead? He's not dead. How... What? Oh, okay. <laughs> I just took a shot in the dark. I thought maybe OD. I thought like Christopher Cross. Uh, Christopher Cross didn't OD. He seems what? like an ODer to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> he parties hard. I, he rides like the wind. I dude. don't know what to say to you right now. Christopher Cross. <laughs> He would never OD. I think wow. he's in church right now. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't. Okay, that's the on. vibe he gives Um. Okay, trivia. Let's go. Uh, theme song, trivia song. Yeah, we were talking about music. Um. Okay, speaking of music, we talked about the theme song for Transylvania Six Five Thousand, and it was composed. Well, first of all, do you did you get where Transylvania Six Five Thousand came from? I do. I researched that. I do. Okay, excellent. Uh, tell us about it. Uh, it's a pun on Pennsylvania Six Five Thousand, a song made famous by Glenn Miller back in I think the forties, where um, it was a phone number of the Pennsylvania Hotel in New York. Mm. And that also baffled me because I, it was just a weird pun is a weird word play or why why is that real it was a glenn miller it, song it you, you're from, absolutely right it doesn't like key into anything what, like that anybody or the 40s would ever know but no one knows this yeah even back really... in this, this movie's from 1985 yeah. nobody in 1985 was like keyed in on <laughs> very glenn peculiar miller. reference why the yeah. hell would you re- reference glenn miller orchestra make wordplay out of whatever so the song theme song transylvania 6 5000 was composed by paul chitton was the man who uh composed that song uh paul chitton also wrote or composed the music for another famous comedy film uh, from the 80s which one of the following was it which one of the following did paul chitton compose the music for was it flash dance saint almost fire coming to america or beverly hills cop god damn it i that's a good question i don't know you've named four movies that i absolutely love i don't know Mm, i'm gonna guess though i'm I'm gonna guess all right let's do this uh let's break it down so would you like, would you like America- 50 50 uh no i think I get this okay. okay paul paul chitlin did not do coming to america okay and give me the other ones flash dance saint Elmo's fire beverly hills cop flash dance that's the one that he did compose music for that's my guess. You are wrong. It was coming. Ah! To <laughs> it was coming to America. Coming Paul Chaplin did coming to America. Paul okay. Chitlin did the music for coming to America. Oh, okay. Boy. Let's see. There are three trivia questions. Let's see if you could get two out of three, at least. All right. Ready for the next one? I'm ready. Okay. This film was put out by the company new world pictures. That's what New the World. that's the company that did uh this movie that we are correct. Over. 
currently reviewing. Yes, yes. Transylvania 6 5000 was put out uh, by New World Pictures. Now, if you didn't know, New World Pictures was co-founded by Roger Corman. Okay. For anyone who doesn't know, Roger Corman was a very prolific B-movie sci-fi uh, film writer and director, right? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, what were some of his films? Do you know? This isn't a trivia question. I just see if you can back me up on this. Yeah, he did a bunch of them. He did, like, uh, we actually did one. It was um, They Live, I think, I think it was a Roger Corman movie. That was a... I could be wrong. I John wrong. Carpenter movie. Well, John Carpenter is a director. Roger Corman is oh. a producer. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. Um, but he is noted, like he's noted uh, or noticed for his like B-movie schlocky stuff. So with that, there are a lot of really bad movies in that catalog. Which of the following, I'm going to name four movies. Which of the following is not a New World production? Okay. By Roger Corman? Okay. No, just imprinted by New World production or distributed by New World production. Or well, then what was with uh, Roger Corman leading in? Just just a little tidbit. Okay. Because, okay, okay, okay. No, no, no. It's because these movies, in the vein of Roger Corman's kind of legacy, have really schlocky B-movie goofy titles understood Got right it. okay thanks for making that connection yeah um so these are four really bad titles under new world pictures which of the following is not a new world picture though cool yeah go for it let's see okay right is it battle truck a hero ain't nothing but a sandwich Big Bad Mama or Sugar Loaf. Okay. I first of all, I will three of those are real. Okay. You just did you just made up those others? No, three of them are real. One of them the, is not. Okay. <laughs> they all sound amazing. I don't know. <laughs> I my answer is. Would you like I me to go know. over again? Please. Let me, yes. let me read them again. Okay. <laughs> Is it Battle Truck? Or A Hero Ain't Nothing But a Sandwich? Or Big Bad Mama? Or Sugar Loaf? I honestly believe. Like you're, I love you, and I think that you are the most creative person in the world. But there's no way in hell a hero ain't nothing but a sandwich. <laughs> there's yeah. no way. There's no way. That's totally made up. You made that, Is that up. Your vote? Is that your vote? That, that's my vote. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the one that I'm going to say is the right answer. The one that is not a New World production, and the other right, three are. That? The one that is not a New World production is Sugarloaf. There, so there's a movie called The Hero Ain't Nothing But a Sandwich. A Hero Ain't Nothing But a Sandwich by New oh, World God. Production. Oh, New World, of course, New World did that. Good yeah, lord. Yeah, what yeah. About? 
Dang, you're O for three <laughs> or two. Okay, last shot wins. Let's see if you get at least the last one here. Okay. How are these trivia questions? First, so first, first of all, they're incredibly <laughs> difficult. They're tough, so we, huh? They're so bad. Like, they're, they're very super. Hard. <laughs> very, very hard. But they're all fun. Right. I think they're, they're fun. They are fun. I love them. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about some of New World stinkier movies in their catalog. Uh, terrible titles. Terrible, uh, like, unmentionable um productions however they have churned out some pretty good cult classics so which of the following movies were they affiliated with ready i'm ready to go let's do this okay which of the following were they affiliated with Hellraiser, Rock and Roll High School, Children of the Corn, Chud, and House. Oh, okay. All right. New World Order. Uh, my guess is going to be Chud. Chud. That's a pretty good guess. Why would you guess that? Because Chud was a New World Order movie. Wow. Very uh, matter-of-factly. Okay, the correct oh. answer is all of the above. <laughs> so I was right. <laughs> In a way, yeah. you were right. I'll give that you to fucking you. asshole. Yeah. <laughs> you all above me. You dick. All above. <laughs> it was E the whole time. You're a piece of shit. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that would be really cool. They did Hellraiser and Hellraiser 2. They did Rock and Roll High School, which is awesome. They did Children of the Corn, huge. They did Chud, which is a huge cult classic. They did House, which is a huge cult classic. Uh, you, you know what? I'm going to tell you right now, I've never seen like most of those movies. Get out. I've never seen Chud. I've never seen Children of the Corn. <gasps> you never seen Rock and Roll High School. I've never seen Rock and Roll High School. Dude. Correct. Catch up. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> I Dude, think it was about Rock and Roll High School. You have to watch it. It's about a teenage girl who is obsessed with the Ramones, and all she does is daydream about how the Ramones can intervene in her daily life to break up the monotony of the droll and how boring it is. So she always has these fantasies about the Ramones making her life better. And then that's a the real. End, that's, that's a real movie. Yeah, like, at the end, she actually gets that. to meet the Ramones. Yeah, it's cool. You'll notice the lead actor. It sounds well. awesome. I really want it's, to watch it. It's very the monkeys, but punk rock. <laughs> cool. It's yeah. Well, the Ramones are punk rock. I love the Ramones, yeah. but like that, that movie sounds right. How have I never seen? All right, well, very I'm, cool. I'm completely uneducated on a lot of shit um, right now. I've made I mean, a mistake. I've made lots of mistakes in life. This was one oh, of them. That's okay. That's okay. We all, you, you fall down and you get back up. Speaking of that, there's another good movie that they made called The Harder They Come by with Jimmy Cliff. Did you ever see that one? No. Also, no. Is it The Harder They Come or The Harder They Fall? I can't remember. Uh, but either way, another big cult classic. Dude, this, whenever I watch a movie from the 80s and it has new world pictures slate on there i'm buckled in 
I'm good to go. Well, I so I feel that way about New Line. Like New Line was my like Ninja Turtles and Nightmare yeah, on Elm Street. Sure. New Line like, was dope. Yeah, yeah. I love that intro credit for New Line. I absolutely love it. It's so good. Uh-huh. I think uh, that might be my top three: is New Line, New World, and uh, I think it's tr- Columbia TriStar with the horse. Yeah, uh, yeah. Try, yeah, exactly. TriStar. I yeah. love that too. It's I, yeah. Because you so, see that, you know, it's vintage. Oh yeah, I'm in. I'm totally sold. Okay, bonus round. Are you ready for this? Dude, I don't know. You ask hard questions. I'm here, I guess. I think you got this one. You got this one. Okay. So, at some point, Roger Corman actually sold New World Pictures. And when that happened, they exchanged a lot of hands, and then they acquired a lot more uh, companies. And eventually, New World Pictures uh, found themselves acquiring Marvel Legacy Pictures. Okay. Right. I believe that's that's what I, I found out. So um, they started getting into producing Marvel movies. Which was, was it the Punisher? Ah, it was the Punisher. That was the it answer. Was... <laughs> well done. Yeah. The one thing I knew. Wait, no. uh, yeah. Because it's almost round. God damn. That's... Look, they made a few movies back in the day yeah the trial of the incredible hulk had the incredible hulk which was lou ferrigno and uh, bill bixby and i'm sorry i can't remember his name but somebody played daredevil in that movie uh but that was all about all we had in the 80s and 90s for yeah. marvel superheroes and i always will remember the punisher mm-hmm yeah, the for only sure. Actual movie they made. Uh, all right, I got that one. All right, yay! Well done. Yay for and that's me. trivia, baby. Um, and that's all I have. Do you have? What do you have? Any trivia? Of course, I have trivia. I always have trivia. Okay. Uh, do you know? God damn it! Your trivia was so much better than mine. Fuck you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I do have trivia for you. Do you know what TV show uh, Gil's father was in before this movie? Yeah, the Ropers. That is one of them. Yes, but there's <laughs> I more popular. Say, I want to say that I feel like I know it was Don Knotts, but I feel like at some point Norman Fell was in Three's Company. He was. That was the answer. That's the answer. He was in. Th- cool. He was Mister Roper in Three's Company. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. God damn it! You fucking. You got the work. Your trivia is way too hard, dude. Dude, it's it was too cool. hard. You know what's cool? It's super cool. Is that it's it's also informative. It is informative and it's really good. It's just yeah. fucking hard. It's tough. It's very hard. So you know, I'm coming to play hardball now. All right. Well then, yeah. now. Well, I didn't know, but not was now I got to come something, something better than Mr. Fucking yeah. Roper next time. Took the, took the gloves off, but yeah, that was a good one. You what else? did you take the gloves off. I, that was <laughs> it, jackass. <laughs> Swish. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> All right. Well, you won that round. Now I know um, I got to. 
come to play. Jesus yeah, Christ. I'm going to get Mr. Roper on the show. How about wow, that? Wow, that would well, show me. I have, I have Norman Fell with me. First of all, I'm, <laughs> Whoa! Pretty, I'm pretty sure he's dead. <laughs> but that's not going to stop me. No, he could tec- technically still be there with you. No, that's going to be gross. <laughs> he's there with us in spirit. It's going to be a lot of cleanup. I carry him in my heart everywhere I go, Norman Fell. Ah, he was just so good. This is okay. Well, yeah. all right. So we're at the end here. What are your final thoughts on this one? Here are six my five thoughts. My God, if I owned it, which I would consider it, I ugh, man, I don't know. I would be tempted. Okay, here's the question: How much money would you spend on this movie? I think that's the real question. Mm, I dropped twenty bucks. Holy shit, that's crazy. But- I would. If I found it in the Walmart $5 bin, I would still have reservations. Really? Yeah. Okay. But I like it, but I'm just like, uh, is it good enough to spend money on? I don't think so. All right. I'll tell you this. I absolutely loved this movie. I had to watch it twice. And on the second viewing... I fell in love with it. If this came out in blue, I would buy it in Blu-ray. I would buy this movie. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I get it. I can understand that because it is a good movie, but I don't think I can watch it more than once. I would keep it on a loop watching it just to, just to keep, just to see the intrigue. I wouldn't keep it on a loop. That's nuts. That's crazy. But uh, I loved it. I love this movie. I would watch it 100% again. And if I could buy it on DVD, I would. But I'm pretty sure that it does not exist on DVD. But if it does, I'm going to buy it. That's where I stand. I think this movie was lacking something for me. It was. It's the story. The story is lackluster. It's slow moving. The plot's bad. Uh, But the characters make up for everything. I think it's fantastic. One thing I do appreciate, though, is the swift wrap-up at the end. Well, Jeff just explains everything and everything's fine. Yeah, it's just like, I felt like the people who were making the movie was like, Jesus Christ, we just got to end this already. Like, well, they're I, I, all the slapstick out of there. Yeah, I had trouble watching it. And I also think that, like, there probably wasn't a script like if you watch like when somebody's doing something jeff goldblum's like trying to hold back laughter the entire movie (laughs) if you watch his face he's just trying not to laugh the whole time (laughs) i think it's great and that makes it better like this is such a good movie Mm -hmm. so if we're gonna are we like what are your thoughts is it getting out of the zoom i think people deserve to see it it's something that shouldn't be locked away it's something that should be because so much was put into it and it, it is there are some pretty interesting things about it i think it deserves to see the light of day to be honest but barely oh wow it's on barely. parole it's on parole oh i like that okay yeah well i disagree uh i think it doesn't need to be on parole i think it needs to be just out of the tomb. I absolutely love this movie. And it's just loud and proud, huh? Loud and fucking out. proud. Yeah, I Here just I loved am. it. 
Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. It was, but it was a hard one. Like I had to watch it twice. Mm, yeah. But I absolutely think this movie is fantastic. I think Gina Davis is a stereotype, but good. Jeff Goldblum is also a gross stereotype. Also good. Ed Bailey Jr. Just took the show. It was his movie. He freaking mm. nailed it. I yeah. loved him in this. He was fantastic. Okay, so we're at that point where we determine whether or not the movie is going to fly free from the tomb or rot and fester forever. What are your thoughts? I'm torn on my decision uh, because I I do like the movie, but I think I just need a little sample of it. And I think my final decision is that I'd like to place it in the tomb, but let it age for a while and not allow it to come back out for probably like a hundred years or so. So I don't want to eternally damn it to the tomb, but I also think it should be down there for a majority of, of time. So I'm torn. Okay. Well, I, I think that we should let it out. I think it's a great movie. Uh, And you know, it does take a couple of viewings. I watched it twice. The first run, I didn't really care for it. But after really kind of paying attention to the little intricate and small things, like uh, I loved the theme song. I loved how the theme song actually explained the ending, how nothing is or everything has um, a logical explanation, which is what the doctor does at the end. So um, I just think that there there are some things that could use some help with. I think I think there could have been another guy, like another buddy, like three of them. Uh, you know, they, you had the the kind of the smooth, kind of uh, charismatic guy in Jeff Goldblum, who was also a little smarmy in the way he was hitting on Elizabeth, and then you had the smart kind of stuck up guy in Ed Bickley Jr. I think you needed like a John Belushi type, Chris Farley type guy uh, that was the sort of the like um, just the, the comic relief, and and you could tone down um, the. Uh, some of the antics that uh, Michael Richards had just tone it down him down like 99% and have the new goofball come in. That's got some charisma. He's real funny. He's like their, uh, you know, he's like their, their, their Chris Farley or their John Belushi. I don't know who you would get to play him around this time. And yeah. uh, John Belushi had already passed away a few years earlier. Chris Farley's a little too young. You might be able to, to get like Dan Aykroyd type, type of a guy at this time to fill in there but i think the movie needed that but with that being said i think uh i think it gets set free so it sounds like we have to go to the uh go to the coin flip of destiny yeah it's undecided Mm -hmm. okay uh what are your what's your call i'm gonna do tails all right here we go tails it is you you've won you won this round. <laughs> here's here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do, though, is your explanation. Uh, I do respect it. Uh, your backing. And I would like to grant you the gift of allowing Transylvania 65000 to uh, be parted. Oh, the mulligan. Um, you yeah. know what? I'm going to save my mulligan on. Uh, I'm going to use it on another one. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, I choose so to save my mulligan. That much worth it. I really liked it, but the fact that I had to watch it twice 
And I don't, I'm not 100% sure I would. Uh, I'm surprised you watched it twice. I just had, I just need a little taste and that was enough. I don't think I could watch yeah. it again. Yeah, but I am going to save that one in my pocket for the next, uh, mm-hmm. next time we have a, to- a coin flip that I lose. Okay, cool. All right. So next uh, coming up, we have, uh, we're not, we're going to skip the spin, spinner wheel and we are going to watch a movie with a guest host who you will meet on the next episode. And we will be watching the 2009 horror comedy Dead Snow, a gore fest of fun. If you've ever liked gore fests or fun. Always. Those two All words right. are synonymous. That's right. Yeah. All right. Thank you for watching or watching. Thank you for listening to Nerds yeah. for All 2. Yep. Appreciate you. Till next time. Catch you then.